Hello, listening people. Hello. You are listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slawinski. And I'm Bartek. You don't want to say your last name? This is this is a recurring thing with you. Well. No? No? You're not going to say it. He's, he's bursting with not saying it. You're, I'm not going to say it. I don't know how to pronounce your, your last name. Well, you can spell it, at least, Ryan. No, I can't. Why not? I can't remember how I spell your last name. I can spell yours. Good. Spell mine. S-L-I-W-I-N-Q-U-I. Yeah, you got it. Nailed it. Perfect. So, you are listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces, and what do we do on this show, Bartek? Well, on this show, we find movies to do commentaries on. Now, obviously... You could be like, oh, well, just any movie? Well, you can just do whatever the hell you want then. You know, just grab that one, just talk about it. But no, no, no. We have certain criteria that we need to meet. We find movies that have been left behind by history in one way or another. You know, whether they were the top dog or were always an underdog. We want to give those movies a chance to become cult classics, basically. That's right. We find movies that deserve to be appreciated more. Movies that aren't completely forgotten, but aren't completely remembered either. Bartek, what is the emotional classic that we are going to be viewing today? What is the unappreciated gem, the masterpiece of our masterpieces that we are going to be talking about in this episode? Ladies and gentlemen, in this episode, we are going to be looking at the one and only boo- Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone? Wait, I- whoa, whoa, whoa. Is Monkey Bone Polish for something? It's Polish for something. You'll never <laughs> guess what it is. Is it Polish for Monkey Bone? <laughs> yeah. So what, there's no Polish title for Monkey Bone? Not that I can find. There's no Polish words for monkey and bone? There are. What are they? Uh, Malpa, and I think Bone is Koska? Koska? Oh, isn't Malpa, that Koska? a guy that hosts a gardening TV show? I don't know. You don't know. You don't know enough about gardening shows. So, Monkey Bone. I understood that. I guess I do not speak Polish, but at the same time I understood that. So we are looking at the 2001 cinematic classic Monkey Bone with Brendan Fraser and who could also never forget that it's also directed by the same person who directed The Nightmare Before Christmas and James and the Giant Peach, Henry Selleck. But, Parsec, we don't always do this alone. Sometimes we do, like last episode, Snow Day, you should check it out. But we need a guest. Who is the brave crusader to join us this time? The brave crusader who I think was a knight of the round table at one point yeah probably probably uh ladies and gentlemen it's a returning guest to the show our most common guest in fact give it up for luke peverelski hello beautiful people it's a sunny sunday morning and we are happy to be here well yes we are recording this on a sunday morning but if you guys are listening to it not on a sunday morning and if it's not sunny you're going to be completely lost but you are happy to be so luke peverell a non-polish guest again mm-hmm. brilliant you weren't polish last time you were on the show and you are polish this time i'm a filthy foreign devil you are a filthy foreign devil um he used to be a knight of the round table but since luke made us wait an hour to do this podcast he's been demoted <laughs> to just a commoner <laughs> so luke Bartek. Commoner of the dirty table. Yeah, commoner <laughs> of uh, 
podcast table. Mm. So, guys, before we start this movie, because boy, boy, is this a movie? Uh, what did you guys think the movie was going to be about? And what did you feel about this? What was your history with this movie? Well, for me, basically, I've mentioned a few times in answer to this question on the show that I usually go to Wikipedia, maybe read, like, the top paragraph, like, just to see what genre it is or who is in it. For this one, we planted this episode weeks ago, but stuff happened, so I I think back then I might have looked up something about it. This time, I just didn't look up anything, and I just watched it, so I really went into it blind. So you had no history with this movie, had not seen it before. Had not seen it before, and apart from you saying what it is, hadn't heard of it, my only (laughs) guess was that a monkey would be in it. Oh, you were right about that. What about you, Luke? Do you have a history of this? Well, no, but um, when you told me the title of the movie, uh, call me a dirty mofo, but my mind immediately went to, oh, this is going to be one of those weird 80s movies where there's a whole lot of sex going on. Well, you were you, you were wrong, but... Um, it wasn't screwballs. It wasn't screwballs. Ah, I'm trying to think of a My history yeah. with this movie... Well, wait, well, okay, I knew what the movie was about, but I had never seen it before Before having to do this podcast. I, I knew its reputation as a movie that does cause a wide amount of division. There are people who've grown up with this movie who love it, and there are people who just don't like this movie. It has quite a low rating, but it has a lot of artistic exploration within the film that makes you just say, hey, it's not your average crap movie. This is a different breed of creature. This is an art movie. Maybe we should look at it in an artistic sense instead of a cinematic sense. And, you know, I knew that, and um, I was still not prepared <laughs> psychologically for, for the movie. I'm a big fan of Brendan Fraser. I've mentioned many times on this show that I'm a big fan of his. Uh, Blast from the Past, cinematic classic, and uh, Bedazzled is great as well. And, you know, Dudley Do Right as well. And But no, no, those two for me. And this movie, as a fun fact, has an, an actor that is from one of those movies, Blast from the Past, Dave Foley, who plays Brendan Fraser's evil manager yes. friend in this movie. Friend. Friend, loose term, and in Blast from the Past, Blast from the Past, he plays his like gay friend, so it's great. Um, so we are going to start this cinematic piece. So get your copy of Monkey Bone ready, the two thousand and one uh, hit film. Well, not hit; it was a miss, but for us, it's a hit. Oh, Ryan, you said two thousand. That's the answer to one of the trivia questions. Oh shit! Was uh... it? Was the question what year did the Twin Towers fall? Same year as Monkey Bone, two thousand and one. <laughs> it's a conspiracy monkey bone was in on it Jeff it, it, can't melt monkey bones <laughs> it's good that we got that one out of the way because that was the most boring one yeah, yeah. alright so we are going to start this now so get your copy ready because we are going to press play in 3 2 1 play so monkey bone um the title alone is very poignant to the movie because it is a titular character within the movie and within within the movie because obviously Monkey Bone is a character of the film but he's also a character within the movie because he's fictional and yeah and him being a character within the movie plays a big role in his relationship to the actual main character Uh, here's an important question to ask would you watch, or would you have watched Monkey Bone, the show? Like, the show within this movie? You know, his cartoon. Would you have watched it? 
what's it? What demographic is it aimed at? Really, Did it's hard to tell. Ah, uh, it's aimed at everyone. Oh, well, then I guess I would watch it. Yeah, it's like Red and Stimpy. Oh, well, then yeah, definitely. It did look more interesting than zebras in America. I'll give it that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got me there. Um, so I, did, I reckon I would have watched it for sure. I mean, you know, we had weird shows. Uh, you know, what I love about this uh, whole movie, I don't know if you picked up on this, Luke, mm-hmm. but this whole movie is another one in the giant lists of movies that we've done on the show where it's like half the cast of Breaking Bad are in this. <laughs> yeah. So Bob Odenkirk, who plays the legendary lawyer Sol Goodman, is in this movie as, spoiler alert, the best character, which is the doctor who keeps chasing a dead guy down <laughs> for his organs. Oh, just the one doctor? <laughs> yeah, he's like the head doctor. You know, like the head one. He's like, hey, get back on the table. That's my body. Like, that's my organs. Uh, and um, Gus Fring, uh, one of the main villains for Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. is the villain of this movie, which is... Uh, Quite fitting, the, Was it the god of sleep or something? Yeah, Hypnos. Oh, Hyp- Hypnos. Yeah. Which is uh, great. Which makes sense, because as his tenure in... um. As Gus Spring, he always looked a bit like he needed a nap. <laughs> okay. So, Breaking Bad cast is just, you know, getting their, their work. You know, mm-hmm. this is going to be something that is going to be on their resumes They're gonna forever. They're going to look back and yeah. laugh. Well, you know, I, I reckon Bob Odenkirk could laugh because, uh, as I said, he was my favourite part of this movie, to be honest. When, when there's a bit, you know, the third act, when Brendan Fraser comes back to life in a dead gymnast's body, the reactions from the doctors is it's, absurd, to say yeah, the least. Yeah, it, it, it's, like, targeted on this, like, one joke that, like, they don't care that he's back. They just want his organs. Yeah. He said yes to being an organ donor after he died, damn it. Yeah, I love it. He's like, you're an organ donor. You signed up for being an organ donor. Get those organs back here. Man, opening credits and we're already talking about, like, the third quarter, like, Hey, hey, calm down. (laughs) We already talked about would you watch this, where it's a... Okay, so Luke, what point did you realise that this may not be a kid's movie? Well, sometime (laughs) around this point, to be honest. I won't spoil it for those of you who haven't watched it yet. Well, no, we're going to do that, Luke. That's exactly right. You don't need to worry about spoilers on this show. (laughs) So, was it the point where he said that he was sexually aroused by flabby arms? Or was it the point where you actually saw his arousal by flabby arms in the form of Monkey Bone? You see, for me, that didn't give it away that this is an adult movie necessarily because we've had movies like Drop Dead Fred and, and, you know, even Ren and Stimpy, their show... Where they're kind of kids things, but they're very, very, very adult. Same with Rocco's Mon Life. I mean, Rocco and Rocco's Mon Life worked at a sex line, for Christ's sake. So, <laughs> I mean, this isn't far beyond the kind of kids' humour. And in the end, it's not his erection. It's a monkey bone. Uh, oh, title drop. Yeah. And uh, don't you like kid Brendan Fraser as well? <laughs> I, it's a very good likeness. Of it's a very likeness. Like, yeah. It's a very likeness. I said a very good likeness. No, it's a very likeness. Alright. So, Luke, you've had uncontrollable erections. Is this how it happens? Yeah, I was um, (laughs) rendered into an animated form, and that was probably the worst part of it all. Yeah. Uh, So... What about you, Ryan? Me? Have I had uncontrollable erections? Yeah, I've rubbed it all over a flabby-armed woman. Yeah, I mean... I saw the whole thing. He saw. He was there. <laughs> yeah, I Luke was the, was the woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we both knew that you were yeah. going to be that woman, because you were there. 
So, Bartek, tell me your experience when actually having watched this movie. Like you said, you went in kind of blind to it. Like, mm. you had looked at it previous, but you kind of forgot. What was what was your feeling throughout... Or feelings, because I know there are lots of feelings throughout this movie you can get. Mm. Well, let's not blow the whole load here at the start of the movie. Let's just start <laughs> with this sequence. I like the bold guy there. He was what I kept looking at. Yeah, so, so the movie started with... A, guy painting and drawing something and then it cut straight to um that whole animated sequence there of some tv show like establish what monkey bone is and its origins and stuff mm. like that so and much like luke the whole erection thing was where i started to realize like okay target demographic is definitely more older older group older mm. audience mm. than kids and, like, yeah, you're saying um, we've had shows like Ren and Stimpy and uh, Rocco's Modern Life that were more risque kids shows, but I think by 2001, those kind of shows weren't as popular, so... No, it, if it, anything, they were in their height. Well, yeah, those two shows in particular, maybe, but I think most of the stuff that was on TV and, like, Cartoon Network and stuff wasn't as risque. Yeah, I'm talking about Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, too. Like, what else was there? Um, Doug? <laughs> Oh no, Doug, where they're all <laughs> weird colours. <laughs> yeah. And the characters have weird names. And like Doug, yeah. Patty, Patty Mayonnaise. I don't know. Was that her name? That was a character's name, yeah. Patty Mayonnaise. I think that was the girl that Doug really liked. Yeah, I know. She's in Orange is New Black. Just for you listeners out there. <laughs> the voice actress or Patty Yeah, Mayonnaise? the voice actress is in the TV show Orange is New Black. She plays Yoga Jones. And she still sounds the exact same, so it's kind of like, hey, Fatty Boy went to prison. Great. <laughs> and like I mentioned, that that whole sequence kind of reminded me of the Zebras in America whole cartoon from uh, Freddy Got Fingered. So, oh, don't bring up oh, Freddy Got Fingered. Dude. I hate Freddy Got Fingered I was just so starting much. to get over that. Yeah, Luke just got fingered himself. He's getting over Freddy getting fingered at all. Fans. Well, he yeah, shouldn't have come on this show then. <laughs> oh, but, but look, that was very... a that was a risque movie, and that connected. Like I connected the dots there, so I was like, oh, okay, this. Is... Yeah, you connected it when it was a Tom this, Green this movie... movie. That wasn't an adult, It was an adult movie. Hey, look, it's Crummy the Crown. <laughs> uh, oh, so, yes. so, Luke, Brendan Fraser has a hairstyle that I imagine you would have. Uh, if I was Brendan Fraser, yes. If you were Brendan Fraser, <laughs> would you have done this movie? I think so. I, whether I would have merely regretted it afterwards, that's a whole other question. <laughs> so did you not like this movie, Luke? No, I, I liked it. I'm just wondering what Brendan Fraser thinks of it. Well, Brendan Fraser's done worse movies than it's this. True. He did I mean, Inkheart, I think it was. Inkheart? Hey, that's a classic. Leave it alone. Okay. Um. So, I feel... <laughs> Oh, Herb. So, Herb, I also did not realise that later on in the movie he pretends to be Herb when he's a Reaper. I forgot that. Like, Brendan Fraser's like, what's your name? When Death is like, what's your name, Reaper? And he's like, Herb! And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh I get it, because okay. his friend's a Reaper. Get it? Because he's reaping him for what he's got. Oh, talk about getting repossessed. Repossessed is a Leslie Nielsen movie, so <laughs> don't bring it up. Alright. So, this is... The point in the movie where everything's being set up, his friend's a douche, he's not into commercialism and consumerism, and he wants to get married. But, uh-oh, Monkey Bone's going to stop everything. Am I right, Luke? It's true. He's driving a big now, Luke, fucking truck. how much did you know about this movie before stepping in? Were you blind completely also? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know it existed. So, yeah. when you watched it... Mm-hmm. 
what 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 did you think was gonna happen in this? I t- did you think oh it's just a movie about this love like this schlub of a guy who's gonna battle corporate America I, with his I, monkey mode? What, what I seriously was not expecting was the whole like death and gods angle. It seems really uh, not highbrow. It just seems like not the direction they would have taken it in. Uh, is this based it. on a graphic novel? Yeah, but I didn't know about the graphic novel. Nor did How I. Is it? Yes, it's based on a graphic novel. Um, best casting in this movie. Uh, who do you think is the best cast in this movie? Like, who's who's the best cast? I think obviously. I said, without having seen this, I saw Whoopi Goldberg in the title Ooh. of this movie. I saw Whoopi Goldberg in the title, and then they mentioned death was in this. I'm like, oh, so please help me <laughs> if she's not death. If Whoopi Goldberg is in death. And, you know, I was, well, there was one thing I was wrong about. I said, oh, please let Whoopi Goldberg be death and she has a musical number. I was close. There is a musical number in this movie, mm. but it's not from her, which is disappointing because I would have really liked it. What do you think of Whoopi Goldberg as an actress or as a person? Uh, I don't really know her as a person. Haven't really hung out much, but as an actress... <laughs> Classic classic. As an actress, yeah, she's always been really good, really charming. What's something you've liked her in? Something I've liked her in? Um, name some stuff, just get my uh, head rolling. Uh, she was in Star Trek. She was in... Um, the, what was the nun movie again? Um, oh, Sister, Sister Act. Yeah. She Sister was. Act. Uh, I saw that ages ago. She was in Lion King. Uh, yeah. um, she's usually in movies as herself. Uh, <laughs> she S- was in Rat S- Race. Sassy black woman. Yeah, she of. was in Rat Race. Um, I guess I'm not too crazy about those particular like movies that she's been in, but as an actress, I just really like her performances. You know what I like about Whoopi Goldberg, and it really translates into this movie. Is you say sassy? That's the thing. Yeah, I, I never was... get the vibe of sassiness from her. It, it is there. I said that like kind of half. But you know what I bit. feel from her? She is just nonchalant. That's the best way to describe yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. She's like, yeah, I've got my dreads and I've got no eyebrows. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, nonchalant, but like not really uncaring. Yeah, nonchalant doesn't mean that you know, no, not necessarily have no care. It just know, means I that know, you're very like blasé, blasé. Very blasé. Committed. Yes. She's like, ah, whatever. Next stop, Land of the Death. He should have stayed on that. Yeah, that's really And then the movie would have... Don't you love this joke, Luke? I feel like (laughs) this is on the nose. It's like, this is the only joke that's really, like, obviously on the nose. Yeah. Other than his name. Uh, Yeah, actually, for those who didn't realise, his name tag says Smiley. Bartek didn't realise that. Yeah, I missed that until I read Roger Ebert's review. What did Roger Ebert have to say about this? Let me guess, he was a dick about it. Uh, he was kind of, um, he was kind of tame about it, really. He, uh, he mentioned that Whoopi Goldberg was kind of wasted because she didn't get to do much, but he said that there was a part that he genuinely liked, which was way way later on when, um, Brendan Fraser in, uh, the dead gymnast's body was throwing out his organs. That was so good. I thought it was going to be when he's, like, when Death's head explodes and she gets a new one. It's like a light bulb. Oh, just like Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, but different to Men in yeah. Black, obviously. Is that so, um, I watched this with my household. No one was really prepared, even though I told them what it was about. And, um, yeah, this scene doesn't... This scene just is terrifying. Because it's, like, the mixture of physical props, like makeup and animatronics and then cgi as well and stop motion and cannibalism 
So, were you surprised to find out this is by the guy who did Nightmare Before Christmas? No, actually. <laughs> I just, I just he nodded. sounds so haunted about it. <laughs> did you just discover that now? No, no. <laughs> also, credit on you for using the word haunted. Good pun there. Yeah, I love puns here. Throughout this whole movie, like I didn't realize that it was the same guy. I just kept getting that vibe throughout most of it. I've always been fond of these doors that look like couches. Uh, fun fact: our subtitles for some reason keep using dollar signs. Yeah, I, I don't know. know well, it is a it's a movie. About I don't know. America, so. Hey, you know, furries. If you've ever wanted to fuck Rose McGowan even more, now she's got a tail, so it gives you some more motivation. And I wouldn't blame you. Rose McGowan is hot. Indeed. All the time. I mean, maybe not now. She's got the Sinead O'Connor look going on, but, uh, you know, whatever. (laughs) This is a weird movie. Uh, Could this be... Bartek, if you said to me, Ryan, this is a spiritual sequel to the film Nothing But Trouble, I would believe you because this... Yeah. (laughs) Is this a comedy? Is this a horror movie? I don't know. Is this a David Lynch fever dream? Uh, maybe. Like, the two things that I was seeing out throughout the, out this whole thing is that uh, the character Monkey Bone, and by extension a lot of the things that are surrounded, uh, that surround him in the... Downtown, was it called? Yes, in downtown. downtown uh, reminded me a lot of the tone of Nothing But Trouble. Yeah, and horror. Al- and also, like, the whole idea of, like, nightmares and all that kind of... Kind of reminded me of, like, those uh, specific worlds that nightmare before christmas has established like there's a there's a it's like nightmare world yep it's not so much a holiday but yeah. so here we finally get to see a monkey make his ears into tits and dress uh, like marilyn monroe well yeah i've always wanted to see a monkey marilyn monroe with uh monkey ear tits i mean mm. isn't that what you've always wanted luke I uh, look what... i know you that's exactly what you wanted Obviously, for I christmas think it's what today's movies have been missing they need to bring it back oh yep so Rose McGowan <laughs> yet again a lingering shot is <laughs> establishing that she's an important character not mm-hmm. just a side character but what I love about her is they've just glued fishing wire to her face and said whiskers it was a different time <laughs> oh I did not expect Karen from Will and Grace to pop <laughs> up in this movie as the same character truly it's an ensemble at cast. first you think she's emotional like oh this is sad but throughout the whole movie, she just really wants to kill her brother. And then when he comes back to life, we never see her again. Yeah. <laughs> I think it mentioned that there is a deleted scene with her and that's it. I mean, oh. like, appa- she... Apparently there are some, sign- there are like two sort of significant deleted scenes that explain things. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact details, but like one of them explains why one of the Grim Reapers has a green stain on his Yeah, head. what's that about? I don't know. It, it didn't give us the, 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 didn't give me the details. It just said that there well, is a deleted scene that explains Well, Whoopi it. Goldberg was annoyed about it. <laughs> she was like, what is that on your... Yeah. As yeah. Whoopi Goldberg impersonation. That's very good. Yeah, and there was something else like the... When, uh, when, when Stu gets possessed by Monkey Bone, apparently he hits on her. Apparently. His sister. Yeah. I would have watched that. And apparently she's like smacks him or something, and that's why he's got a black eye in one scene or something. Does he? Oh, wow. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think think there is something like that where his eye looks a bit damaged or he comments on it. I like the fact that she's already wanting to pull the plug. He's been in it for like four hours, and she's like, (laughs) let me kill him now. Let it end. All right, three months. I like how he just submits to her, like, fine, whatever, leave. I can always kill someone else. Did you feel the passing of time, that three months? No. 
<laughs> when he came, it's been three months. I'm like, fuck, I said he hasn't even left the bar yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know that dreams work differently in time and all that, but... If anything, he should have been at the bar like three years is, ago. What I love is, you know, three months have passed, all their hair's the same length, yeah. and he's got a beard. That's like the difference. He's got a beard. Mm. That... Is the passing of time. He has a beard in one in one scene, clean shaven. Next scene, full beard. That's the three month transitional period. Bartek, does it take you three months to grow a beard? Uh it certainly grows in that time, <laughs> but it doesn't take me three months to get a beard. I don't think. What about you, Luke? Oh, more like three hours, to be honest. Fuck off. Nah. You're such a liar, Luke. I am. Well, it's because I've been hanging out with you guys. We're not liars. We're truth tellers, and we're uh. telling you the truth. This movie, fuck. Uh, this uh, movie yeah, then we've is got this shit. in my notes. Fun fact: I usually write notes for these movies. I couldn't get past one page of notes because I was just far too interested in this movie to keep getting distracted by writing and notes. And all I could really sum up this movie with is, hey. Did you ever wonder what it would be like if Brendan Fraser was in a David Lynch movie? Because here it is. I mean, that's the best way to describe it, is Brendan Fraser's art movie. In case you were, like, wondering, hey, can the guy from George of the Jungle do a really surrealist, creepy art movie? Yes. 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 Si. Oui. Yeah. Oh, sorry. None of those were Polish, so I yeah. I, I did under- I understood all of them. Oh, dollar, dollar, <laughs> dollar, dollar, dollar. Nightclub music. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bull. Well, his name's Bull. Because uh, so in this movie, we find out that he's two different guys. Because when he draws with his left hand, he's calm, mild mannered, and doesn't have nightmares. And when he draws with his right hand, the hand of the devil. Ooh. He, he's got these twisted dreams and nightmares and draws really scary things. So, is that a fact? Uh, you know, if if I start writing with my left hand, does that mean psychologically I'm a different man now? Like, I don't know. You I don't know. This movie, this movie makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I think they were going for some kind of thing, like how the different hemispheres do different things, but they'd never really talk about the brain hemispheres. Yeah, is there an uptown in this? This is downtown. Is there an uptown? Where what? this is the world, like the world he draws with his right hand, I guess. Maybe the real world, because whenever a character is sent back there, they're sent upwards to Last Abraham Lincoln, uptown girl. Well, his mouth. So that's important. Remember that in this movie, the great oh, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan, <laughs> and you they've know, just painted her white. I yeah, know she's, she's very pale, pale, but. She's very pale, but they just put white and just went, ah, fishing wire on her face. Just, ah. Oh, I remember another thing that, like, a deleted scene was meant to explain. It was meant to explain the whole thing about why the monkey doesn't want to go in the bag. Yeah, we don't even know. Like, that's a thing. He's like, back in the bag. Like, yeah, the, he makes a really big point of that in the in the climax, and the monkey, well, in Brendan's body, is really freaked out. Apparently, there was a deleted scene that would explain it. But again, I didn't get the details. Just... Well, unfortunately, I would have been listening, but Rose McGowan's breasts were yeah. on screen. Brennan so uh... Fraser is similarly captivated. As oh, wow. And she's got a tail. And you know she's a girl because she's got the female symbol on her head. Uh, that's that's an ankh, actually, symbolizing symbol. life. Guys, that's not clearly symbol. a female symbol. Okay. Oh, yeah. Bartek is the authority, so we shall 
listen for And of course, we all, who, all know who the voice of Monkey Bone is, right? It's the great actor, Monkey John Bones. Turturro, who voices, who's Jesus of the Big Lebowski. And that guy in Transformers. <laughs> Don't even bring that up. Don't you bring that up in my podcast! <laughs> so, Rose McGowan is a cat. I mean... Oh, Could you imagine the casting of this? It's like, so Rose, we want you. I know you're coming off a big amount of success doing something like Jawbreaker, which was a great movie. You know, and you're you're a feminist icon, and soon you'll be in Charmed, or if you're not already, mm-hmm. um, you know, it'll be a great move for you. How about this movie called Monkey Bone, where you get to play a cat where a monkey plays with your tits? Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Like it's going to really boost my career. And now she's a really ultra feminist. Like she was the one that lost her shit at the poster of X-Men Apocalypse where the poster was like Apocalypse choking the fuck out of Mystique and she was like this is setting women back blah 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 I'm like I wonder if Rose McGowan looks at her body of work sees this and goes oh I should shut up about well, sending women back we all have demons in our past. or even even Planet Terror where she plays a woman with a machine gun for a leg I don't know that seems kind of empowering she plays a stripper with a machine gun for a leg I'd, I'd, I'd feel good if I had a machine gun leg so does the f- this guy's got no fucking face does the film establish that all the people here are in comas yeah They're, no these guys are drinking coma drinks yeah yeah so does that mean that because the film doesn't really exactly say it if they die they get like oh. a different card or no 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 we saw what happened when they die they're dead. So when he gets the, goes to the land of death, he sees one of the reapers dragging away a dead woman. She died, so her soul is dead. So she gets taken to death. So do they? they do they just drop dead in this downtown? They go, yeah, they go stiff or something ah, like. See. They go like really ultra stiff, and they're like tongue hanging out. Okay. I just love this whole joke where it's like Abraham Lincoln <laughs> and like space helmets and just like yeah. yeah. <laughs> They have just, to wear they're helmets. just missing space oddity, I think. But as we know, it, it's all a <laughs> it's all a big conspiracy because you know they're given helmets so they don't hurt themselves. But as we establish later with Whoopi Goldberg, you can go just fine without a helmet. Yeah, and that's the important thing that we should learn. From so this okay, this movie brings up a lot of existentialist questions. <laughs> yeah, this is the afterlife, and oof. you know what I found very interesting that wasn't in the trivia. Is the fact that Edgar Allan Poe the Fourth plays Edgar Allan Poe? Yes, yeah, <laughs> I noticed that too. Like, and I, after the movie, I noticed that, and I kept googling like Edgar Allan Poe the Fourth, and there was like one place that like acknowledged it. It was like the Wikipedia page for Edgar Allan Poe in pop culture. Like, they mentioned a few things that Edgar Allan Poe the Fourth did in relation to Edgar Allan Poe, but only one of them mentioned that, like, he claims to be his great-great-great-great-grandson or something like that. Yeah, well, it's cool that they got him in this. So, yeah, the Reapers were terrifying to everyone else, but I love throughout the rest of the movie, he treats Reapers like they're not scary at all. In fact, that's the thing I like about this movie. It is terrifying, but the things that you think you should be scared of, which is like reapers and and the god of sleep and death, are like the funniest parts of the movie. Like they're the most light-hearted characters. Yeah. And this guy, speaks I don't know what this guy's about. <laughs> Did you watch till the end of the? Crowd? Yes, and he like shows <laughs> they, you it's the, the end. It's like they, this character that appeared in one scene. Yeah, they just specifically wanted you to remember that he existed. If you snooze, you lose. Woo, playtime. With Mr. Big. So, Luke, Luke, 
tell me, do you have a favorite character in this movie? Well, because <laughs> he's gonna be in. I told you, it's three months now. <clears throat> Mm. He only just left the bar. It took him three months to leave the bar. Luke, you were saying you had a yeah. favorite character. It's okay to yeah. say the orangutan uh, that Brendan Fraser kisses. No, that's okay. <laughs> was think... that an orangutan? Wasn't it? I don't remember it being orange. It's an orangutan, I think. We'll find out. Luke, you were saying? Uh, just upon first watch, I think my favorite character is his sister, just because of how <laughs> ugly <laughs> She's smoking in a hospital. I know, and she wants to off him, so... But she has a legitimate reason, remember? Yeah. yeah their dad died like... a slow, horrible death, so they made a pact. If anything, it's his fault. And that's what Monkey oh. Bone says. It's like, Monkey Bone's like, you're an idiot. Like, you're making this pact. What a dum-dum. And, like, <laughs> Monkey Bone's right. Uh, what about you, Badger? Do you have a favorite character? This this has a whole plethora of characters. The it Ray. does. It does. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've already stated mine is clearly Bob Odenkirk. He was just so fucking funny in this movie. Just, like... The bit where, like, the kid catches the organ in a game of football, and they're like, give us that organ! And they like, tackle this poor kid. That whole crew of surgeons really were quite a treat in this movie. But also, I mean, I, I guess also, oh, what was his name? Dave Foley's character, just... Oh, very, yeah, 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 yeah. At the, like, the very last thing he does is where he just, like, looks right in the camera and, like, really seriously tells you, take off your clothes really got me. I love Dave Foley as an actor. He's a great comedian. He was part of the comic troupe uh, Kids in the Hall, and uh, he's done lots of stuff. He's been in, in everything. He was the voice of Flick in A Bloke's Life. Ah, oh, Flick. Um, he's just a great guy that I'm. every time he's in something, it feels appropriate. So he was in the movie Sky High, and he was the head of the sidekicks, like teacher he was a teacher of sidekicks i'm like yeah that seems appropriate like he seems like he'd be a sidekick like <laughs> i think he was in the south park movie as well yes he was he was in the south park movie did he play the baldwins i can't remember i was just saw in the trivia that he was also in the south yeah park. he I, I i read that too and i looked it up he played the baldwins what a great tuxedo luke would you wear that to your wedding yeah, but is my wedding in downtown? Because no, yeah. this is, oh, then this, absolutely. No, dude, this is wedding town. This is her oh, dream. He's watching her dream. Okay, oh. so this is something that brings up a lot of questions, right? So is downtown prime? Okay, downtown's primarily all the people within it are based off of his nightmares, his dreams. Well, Interesting. I, I think what, it's... Was there any downtown They're, they're obsessed They're obsessed with nightmares, yeah. and his are especially good. That's why yeah, he's that's popular. His ones are there, but then there's other people in comas, and we don't see what their nightmares are. So like, what Because are I guess his are just really good. Oh, now this scene is great, where you ask yourself, hey, have you ever wanted to see Brendan Fraser deflate? I know I have. Absolutely. Bring it on, bring uh, There's it on. characters that are standing there that you've seen once. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I guess they're important. Uh, I don't know. I like this visual imagery. It is a David Lynch kind of uh, Picasso nightmare. Um, so, you know, this movie has a lot of things going on. Did we understand what was going on? Yeah, How well, long in the movie took, did it take you to realise what was going it on? It took me a second and I realised, ah, oh, it's like a metaphor or something. Oh, you mean like the meaning behind these abstract things? Yeah. Yeah, well, the actual plot of what was going on. Well, because... no, the actual plot I understood just fine. Yeah. Which Pretty... is like, 
he's in a coma and monkey bone steals his body yeah. to create nightmares but he doesn't actually do that but he does he succeeds that's like the best part of the movie is they succeed and nobody stops stops them from winning the bad guys yeah it's one of those movies that like ends when the when the couple reunites rather than like showing them fix everything yeah everyone everyone gets toxic to, yeah, at the end of the movie. Yeah, and then they yeah. As soon as Brandon Fraser comes back, he he gets back with his girlfriend. They kiss, and that cuts to credits. Don't so. forget, you got it wrong. Brandon Fraser comes back, but first she's crying, and then the dog, which somehow made it down to the National Museum, even though it was at home, walks him. up and sniffs him politely, and then they kiss. Like that was a big plot point. Yeah, but that's how the movie ends. Did you ever want to see wasp? boobs because there's some wasp boobs in this movie she's just got some wasp boobies so you're a big fan of breaking bad as am i Mm -hmm. how great was it to see gus fring in this movie (laughs) painted red except for the black and white sequences where they've clearly not got any makeup on him he he looks a lot like eddie murphy right now for some reason yeah i I got a bit of a prince vibe that too actually i mean i got will smith vibe uh you know we're all racists Uh, all red people look the same yeah Yeah. hashtag not all indians look at his Uh, legs yeah, that's something. I didn't expect him to walk through the movie. I thought the whole gag was that since he's a god of sleep, he's always in bed. So I thought when we see him each time, it would just be him in bed. Like, like you know, when Brendan Fraser's having his dream sequence as Monkey Bone and he gets trapped in the sand trap uh, and, you know, he sinks in it and he's walking towards him. I thought it would be better if it's just like the bed is just being carried there. Like, like he never idea, gets yeah. out of bed because he's the god of sleep. But no, you know. Sense. So think of the physicality of this, right, Luke? Uh-huh. He's obviously... There's a hole in the bed <laughs> yeah. cut for him. So and he he's just crouching. Yeah. He's crouching in there with his little puppet legs. So he must have been mad cast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think how much time he spent in makeup for those horns. But, uh, mm. So, Luke, have you ever had to act against a CGI creature? No, <laughs> can't say. But I've, I've, well, I've, I've Bartek's here. He's a CGI Green creature. Screen. Well, we've already sure? we've kind of talked about that with Luke already on the show with Scooby Doo. Uh, oh, yes. Luke, have you ever had to act against Scooby Doo? No, but um, <laughs> how about Ken? Why is it with Luke in movies where the characters are CGI? Ken <laughs> Green Jack, <laughs> Scooby Doo, Snow Dogs. Wild. I mean, are you trying to say I'm not real? Because like Wild yeah. Hogs with John Travolta's face. I mean, what is it? I, old dogs with John Travolta's face? Uh. <laughs> so here, see. This woman's died, and um, you know they're dragging them out. Yeah, there's a bit. Right. There's a Glorify. bit in this movie where someone offers to shine their shoes, and he's like, "I'll give you a good spit and polish." And I'm like, "Ah, that's us." Yeah. Yeah. I was very happy. Oh, that's good. Great. Shout out. Hey, that boss, should be our I next image. Yeah, I'll give you a good spit and polish. And he's like, "Oh, thanks." Look, this woman's dead, <laughs> and you find out that reapers are not people. They're just l- ghosts, lights, and they evaporate when the clothes are removed. I feel the same way. I sometimes. thought it was going to attack him. Yeah, I thought that was going to come back. And then it's just like, <laughs> no, no, that's their weakness. Just take off their robes. It seems like they've got the biggest weakness that you could ever get, which is just hitting it yeah. with something and taking its hood off. But so now death is going to arrive into the picture. Now, what did you think, Luke, of the portrayal of death? Death as a character and as an idea has been explored 
throughout all of cinema in various ways. Of course, the iconic one where Death is playing chess mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But what did you think of this idea of what Death is? I liked it because, like Terry Pratchett, for those Discworld fans out there, Death is portrayed as a slightly quirky uh, but you know well-meaning kind of entity, whereas here it's sort of the same thing. You know, Death isn't some faceless inexorable thing it's just but death will be goldberg but death in this movie what do you think of the physical design of death as well like it's not your typical reaper which they have in the no. these and at no point do you actually see death wield a scythe which <laughs> the companion to death says death does yeah. wield the scythe but what do you think of the, the the look of death guys what do you think of the the design choice well, it's an alternative look, right? I like the fact that they include Whoopi Goldberg's dreadlocks. <laughs> like, you know, it's like a part of the character. Like, he attaches the dreadlocks to her bald head when he screws her back in like a light bulb. You know, Whoopi Goldberg and her sidekick? <laughs> yeah, the sidekick. Si- uh, sidekick's a theme. This Why is he dressed just like a... Uh, I was just about to say they both have these kind of Asian looking designs yeah, like Asian militaristic designs militaristic but also yeah. like old fashioned like he looks like a Japanese samurai sort of and she kind of looks like a Chinese noble because they're, they're the, one of the most ancient races <laughs> of civilization that Jesus we can look at today Christ. what China well, th- there is an ancient China and an ancient Japan so that's true that's what I mean Luke like yeah. their, their culture is is so embedded into history like you know like ancient china and ancient japan and all that were far ahead of other societies so it's not that absurd and plus you oh and the the psychic guy he's got a white face and in asian cultures what is the color of death white white whitey but she's black so what's that mean yeah um she represents a more western yeah okay so she's progressive so, why the eye patch? Is that like an Odin reference? Yeah, like what? Yeah, what is this? Perhaps. Does Odin have an eye patch? He yeah. has no. He has one eye. An eye. Oh, okay. He, he plucked out his eye for wisdom. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, so I don't know what the go is. I really like death in this movie. Like the idea that death is actually a good person as well. Like a, a, a sucker Patrick for idea. romance. Sucker yeah. for romance, and also death likes things. Like you know, yeah. what I mean, like likes human things. Like his book. It, it, the phrase that only Whoopi Goldberg can really say, which was, uh, it slays me. <laughs> That's what she <laughs> describes her feelings for the comic, is, it slays me, which... Do you think that was in the script? I don't think so. It's very modern language. So why do you think this movie didn't isn't critically acclaimed? I mean, it's a very artistic project. Like and it's not too artistic to uh, ward off the general mass. So I think people were too uneasy with Rose McGowan's appearance. Well, as a sexy cat lady. Yeah, they did, weren't prepared to come to terms with it, so they decided to not. So like your it. your opinion of why this movie did not succeed is Rose McGowan's cat tits. Okay, that's what right. What about man. you, Bartek? Right. Well, do you think Rose McGowan has like six nipples in this movie? Might I ask? <laughs> in fact, why doesn't she have like six tits? Uh, these are questions you gotta see. These are questions you gotta wrap around your head all day. But Bartek, you well, I think in Roger Ebert's review, he mentioned that because the comedy didn't really fall through, he mentioned like with the Whoopi Goldberg how she was a bit wasted. That uh, having a really big celebrity in a minor role is usually like uh, a setup to a joke rather than a punchline. I think that's mm. what he said. 
he just said that a lot of things, the, the comedy didn't really work. That it tried really hard and it had a lot of good elements, but it didn't really work. That's what he said, and I, I suppose I could kind of see that. Because, I mean, a big, a big thing that's, like, critically acclaimed of this movie is the, um the stop-motion animation, and it certainly is really good with uh, monkey bones yeah, jumping around size. doing things. I like the fact that monkey bone does look like he's made out of felt and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, but and the thing with that oh. is that th- this movie, it's got like a kind of two-act kind of structure. At this point, it feels like the climax of a movie, of a movie and when I looked at the timeline, I'm like, we're not even halfway through yet. And indeed, after after Monkey Bones gets into Brendan Fraser's body, we don't get to see as much of the stop motion. No, we don't get to see Downtown as much now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something. The pace of this movie, Luke. Yeah. When did you think that it was the actual end of the movie? Because I also thought, whoa, this is getting... Like, is this movie really short? Or has it just gone by really quickly? Cheating death would seem to be, like, the final hurdle, but in this case, it's it's barely... um, yeah, they they, they just went there, yeah. did something, and left. Yeah. So mm. he's gonna go back. And now we enter the nightmare, which is, is a carrot. Pretty fucked up. Luke, do you have dreams? Oh uh, yeah. Do you have nightmares? Yeah. Did this provoke any nightmares <laughs> after watching it? No, but uh, it nearly did. Did you nearly? So nearly. kinda. Well, I dreamed something about a doctor's waiting room. So you know. Well, your parents are doctors, so maybe you've just got a lot of psychological stuff going on. If anyone has a back or sporting injury, please come to Nana Morning Osteopathic Clinic. <laughs> no, I don't get that. They're shit. So, you guys, what about you, Badak? Do you dream? Do you yeah. remember your dreams? I don't. So this movie did not affect me. Well, you told me that you don't remember your dreams. Yeah, I don't remember mine. I, you know, they're there, obviously. You know, people dream, don't they? But I don't remember mine. Do people dream? <laughs> <laughs> Luke. Yes, Ryan, people dream. Do you love... But do androids dream of electric sheep? Do they? I don't know. Well, if I meet one, I'll be sure to ask him. All right, ask your mum then. I shall. <laughs> Go on, ask your mum about it. So, Monkey Bone is a hero. You know, he he's, he's like, I love you, Monkey Bone. You're my... you're my. Did you expect the turn, guys? Uh, I did, but at the same time, I was really pissed off when it happened. Why? Because Monkey Bone was a hero? Because... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a softy. You're a softy, Brendan Fraser? Bang! Well, until Monkey Bone pulled out the wrench, I just didn't know where the movie was going, really. <laughs> yeah, you thought he was going to go back home and the movie would be over. Well, no, I I knew that there was, like, still 45-ish minutes left to the movie, so I just couldn't figure out what would happen. Like, hey. would they take the pass from him? But then when Monkey Bone pulled out, I was like, okay, I see where this is going. Because he did grab the wrench early on. He did, but I kind of forgot about it because he didn't use it. Yeah, but he used it for what it but, was needed. So the movie did a very clever thing. Uh, here he goes, and it's time to go. this is when you realise that Gus Fring can walk in this movie <laughs> as well, and boy, is it a great thing to see. I like there's a size just for him. Yeah. Foreshadowing, there's yeah. the monkey guard. <sighs> and there are the Gus Fring The legs. monkey guard? Sorry, mouse guard. Yeah. Which might I add... <laughs> Fucking hell, when that uh, ending for the mouse guard happened, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I've always wanted to see Rose McGowan kill a mouse that looked like Danny DeVito. 
<laughs> That's the thing. This movie was really missing Danny DeVito. Yeah. God, this we... movie would have been a five-star movie for Roger Ebert if Danny DeVito played Mouse Guard. But he didn't. Or his sister. <laughs> Can you imagine Danny DeVito oh. as his sister? Where it's like, pull the plug! <laughs> <laughs> oh, why is that so funny? <laughs> because Danny DeVito is a funny guy. That's true. Uh, and uh-oh. He's back. At what point would you realise that he's not the same dude? Like, by that do you mean like he's not himself or that he's a monkey? Both. Well, one or the other, probably quicker than the other. No, both. (laughs) Both. You answer the the first one, he answers the latter. Which one was the first one? I don't know. Luke? I think it would take longer for me to realise he's a monkey than he's not being himself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What would, what would tip you off to the idea that he was monkey bone? Would it be oh. a, discomp- uh, a decomposing athlete saying, Hey, Doc, it's monkey bone. Is that enough? <laughs> well, that's basically that how she realizes. Oh, yeah, she was also another kind of thing that Roger Ebert didn't really like about this movie because most of the movie, she wasn't funny. She was just really worried. Oh, Ooh, yeah, bless. because it's a realistic situation. Her boyfriend's just in a coma. You know what's really funny about this? I love his hairstyle choice when he becomes monkey bone. Like, what point did he get a haircut? <gasps> when he got out of the hospital? Uh, the first like, thing they did. He probably. woke up from a coma that was more than three months, so he had severe brain da- like you know, brain damage. Yeah. Well, at he, what point did they let him go home? But also, at what point would they like, okay, a haircut is what you need right now? Probably at the same time when he shaved. Yeah. Who shaved him? The nurses? He oh, did. How nice. uh, Rowan's Barbershop? I don't know. You think that's something that cuts. would happen when he got home, yeah? They would let him oh. go home and he would shave. Oh, this is not... the scene in which well, my heart had... broke. The cake had to be just... made at some point. You know, can you imagine how many times you had to eat cake? Uh, poor <laughs> Brendan. The things we do. <laughs> <laughs> poor Brendan. I cry for thee. Yeah. And I thought you'd be more sad for the person who makes the cake. It's like, well, they screwed up. I've got to make another really nice cake. Maybe they just made them all at once and then lined them up. Like, sacrifice. Maybe they're not even cakes. They're Maybe. wax. Mm. He's, eating. he's eating wax. Maybe they're just CGI. No, I was going to say, it's claymation. <laughs> oh, so it's clay. <laughs> they forgot the mation. They just got it's the clay. A, it's a clake. <laughs> clay. <laughs> Get out, Luke. Oh, can, can, that little... Go cake goatee is really starting <laughs> to freak me out. Is it your favorite hairstyle choice? Uh, I mean, facial. Oh, f- don't get me started on the fucking sideburns. <laughs> Can so... we get you started, please? I don't want to. Come on, Luke. Let me hear something from you. They're just so. F- Look at the fucking lines on them. They're so angled and and just. Yeah. Well, monkey. Did you not know that monkey bone, a chaotic monkey cartoon, is really good at shaving? Uh. And this is when we discover that monkeys can be seen by dogs. So here's where I really got existential. Monkeys can be seen by dogs? Because the dog knows it's monkey bone. No, he just doesn't know. He he knows that it's not. No, but see, look, look. He's lying son of a bitch. So he understands him because they're animals. Oh, is that what they're going for? Yeah, that's what I got. Because the dog is forever on monkey bone's case. For knowing that he's not th- Brendan Fraser, I thought like, it was like a like man's best friend, sixth sense kind of thing. No, that too. But uh, with what he said was, just, "Don't trust him. He's a lying son of a bitch." And like later on, Brendan Fraser's like, you know, as Monkey Bone, he's like, you know, blah blah blah, you and the dog, blah blah. I feel like Brendan Fraser because he's Monkey oh, Bone. Yeah. Monkey can understand other animals. I feel like he and the dog understand each other. 
That's what I got from it. What about you, Luke? Did you get that? Or were you more like me, that it was like a sixth sense of man's best friend? <laughs> well, like, I've read stuff like old fairy tales, like cats can see evil and birds can sense it, so I figured dogs, yeah, dogs can do it. Okay. Yeah, what did you think? Did you think it was a sixth sense thing, or did you think that the dog knew it was monkey? Like, basically, why do you think the dog was barking oh. at him? No, you know, I'm going to go with the old, like, you know, the old horror movie trope where the dogs think something is off. But yeah, it, uh, Terminator. Yeah, yeah, basically. So. Oh, yeah. It just yeah. knew something was wrong. Didn't know he was a monkey. Uh, you know, uh, you know. here's the thing, though. Here's a question. Is Monkey Bone now Brendan Fraser, or is it just his psyche is Monkey Bone? Like, because he, he physically changes as well, like... He's acting more like physically like a monkey, mm-hmm. or is that just because his psyche's like a monkey? Uh, if, if if Monkey Bone got her pregnant, would she have Monkey Bone kids? That's the question Ooh. I've got to ask. Like, well, it not, depends not if the semen changes. Not no no not half, not <laughs> half monkey, half person. But like spirit, like you know, this movie's dealing in the. Oh, supernatural. you mean like if the if the children would act like monkeys? Yeah, would they of? be monkey bonus? Yeah. Can I just say, seeing Brendan Fraser play... Yeah, it's like a monkey. The, the sexy and monkey. He, you know, he's, a, he's an attractive man. Something. Remember, he was in George the Jungle That's and true. Encino Man. He was ripped. This is like, you know, during The Mummy as well. It's a, it's a bit psychopathic, right? Well, yeah, it's exactly that, <laughs> because Monkey Bone is psychopathic. That's he's true. egotistical. If he's it wa- doing this for himself, not for her. If it wasn't for the fact that later in the movie, uh, actual Stu goes into the body of that dead gymnast you could make a case that like all of that whole nightmare world downtown was in his head but it's not but it's not because he gets into a dead guy's body and here's a question you know he's in a dead guy's body he can't die later on does this mean monkey bone can't die as Brendan Fraser or like what does it mean well no because in that dead body he was already dead he was already dead and he was given like an hour yeah, but he did more than an hour, oh, didn't he? I don't know, did he? Yeah, probably. He went from his house, caught the bus to downtown, and had like a 55-minute air balloon chase. <laughs> I don't think the air balloon chase was 55 minutes long. <laughs> probably, real reality. I think that's like you want the movie, you want to, the movie wants you to have a more suspension of disbelief of time. So this ah, is fine. where a lot of existentialism comes in more. So we find out in this universe, they kidnap famous people who, in their own right, would provoke nightmares. So Edgar Allan Poe, Genghis Khan. I guess celebrities. Mary. Uh, celebrities in this world. Yeah, celebrities. Yeah. So you're Stephen King... And and um, you know they're all experts for you know Jack the Ripper for instilling nightmares onto our lives, whether they be through real actions like killing people or writing scary stories. And in this universe, it's I'm like busy. they get into this world. Sorry, Attila the Hun, mm-hmm. not Genghis. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know in this universe, it's stated the idea is. They get replaced by their creations, or yeah. and their creations do even more fucked up shit to provoke more nightmares. <laughs> yeah, right. So Edgar Allan Poe got taken by the Raven. Uh, Stephen King got taken by Cujo. I don't know what the fuck Attila the Hun got taken by, Probably, but yeah. you know, and uh, you know Jack the Ripper. But once they've been replaced, their characters become them, and they provoke more nightmares into our reality, so that these guys can live because they will die so 
that's the idea. What do you think of that idea, Luke? As a as a villainous plot, I like it because it it it, may, it makes you wonder. You know, what did each person get snatched by? Yeah. And what like if we were here, what would we get snatched? And it by? makes you go like, oh, so Stephen King's not the real Stephen King. No. Yeah, which is funny because he's played by a lookalike because he was busy. Yes. Um. So with that, that's also where the satire comes in with the whole idea of the creation revolting against you. Hmm. Yes, that's true. Oh boy. So in this movie, well, in this world, you know, Monkey Bone is out there and since he's so egotistical and insane he doesn't actually do the nightmare stuff more he's more about getting money because for some reason money matters to him i don't know why necessarily i guess it's just that ego thing it's more about becoming famous than money but money yeah he wants a religion (laughs) and then monkey united empire of monkey bonia a god am i yeah, I love Brendan. I love his friend how he's just exploiting him. And she's like, you're yeah. exploiting him. You're his friend. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm not exploiting him. So what did you guys think of Brendan Fraser's acting choices for when he played Monkey Bone? Do you think he captured the character that we had already met through the animation and the voice work of John Turturro? Like, do you, did you feel like, yeah, this is Monkey Bone? I kind of missed the John Turturro voice, but... um. Mm. I don't know, for me, it took me a little while to believe that this guy... Like, I don't know, I didn't he buy as, it straight away. He wasn't away. as animated, yeah. But no, he was animated in a different sort of way for me. Like, I never got this much evil from Monkey Bone before. Like, before mm. Monkey Bone was just a loudmouth jerk. But in this, he's, like, psychotic and sexual. Well, they've already set up his sexuality because Monkey Bone... For Brendan Fraser's character is a representation of his sexual repression, hence he's a monkey bone. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we could have used some more monkey bone. Like, here's the thing: the pr- I think we needed more of monkey bone before he did this for me to yeah. go. Oh yes. yeah. You're talking about the period between where he hit him with the wrench and when he was launched into Abraham Lincoln's mouth. Yes. We need more of that. We need understand. his motivations to understand more of his actual. Not, not, not even his motivation, just his character. To, yeah, to understand his character. That that period where he was still monkey bone, but not like his his uh facade was over. Yeah, because for what we got until he betrayed him, he seemed like a uh, an annoying but loyal companion. This is kind of like when we did Oz the Great and Powerful, and we talked oh, about okay. if um if Mila Kunis was actually evil, and we said we needed to see a scene with uh, Glinda the Good Witch talking to her to see like what's going on there. Yeah. It's like these kind of movies; they just need. That one kind of scene, uh, scene or uh, interaction. This movie needed to be longer. It's true. We needed to expand on the characterization. So this is a scene I was talking about where it's like clearly the god has not been painted in makeup because you can just clearly tell it's black and white. (laughs) Like he doesn't have the dark eyes or anything. They're just like, ah, fuck it. It's a dream, Ryan. No, this isn't a dream. Like, this is a dream, but for him, this is reality. That's more or less how he dealt with Jesse Pinkston. So, did he bleed because he got hit, or was it because he fell on the ground? Probably because he he fell. Was it a metaphysical injury? No, but but the way Monkey Bone reacted just then, it seemed like, oh shit, that that transferred. Because he also physically moved as well. I, I just took that as a thing of, like, Monkey Bone's wacky, and he just kind of... 
went with it. I just love how he surpasses this one guy by just closing the door, <laughs> not quietly, and doing that not quietly. Uh, and then he does this little dance, basically, where he's like, yep, that, that sorted that problem. Like, I thought this monkey that we're about to see was an orangutan. I guess it is kind of dark. Yeah. But but oh, yeah. Don't orangutans have a certain look about them? Here's the thing, though, Luke. Yeah. Someone said to Brendan Fraser, right, well, you, you know, you know, we're going to do a movie it's about a guy who creates a you know, creature, he goes to a dream, and the creature takes over his body, and, you know, eventually, you know, there's going to be a big climax where you're throwing your organs at children, but you have to kiss a monkey in the movie, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold back, hold back. Kiss <laughs> a monkey, sold. You know what? He was probably, th- if he wasn't sold, he was probably thinking to himself, the monkey is just animated, the monkey is just animated, because it's a true fact. But it's, uh, he just didn't consider the fact that there was actually going to be a real monkey in the movie. It's been a orangutan, yeah? It might be. I guess it is dark. But I don't know. It looks orange. I don't know. Loving you. He must be talking to a CGI monkey. No, it's a real monkey. Really? Look, and they kiss. Aww. And that's when... Uh, 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 that's when he got AIDS. Because you know that's yep. how it happens. Well, sexually transmitting how diseases. quickly your career can fall. STDs they transfer through kissing. Kissing? Yeah. The Polish Is that what they call it in Poland? No. No, that's what Bartek calls it. <laughs> in Bartek. <Poland. laughs> I thought Ooh. that transition was a really great oh, one, actually, like where that, he yeah. grabbed it and it spins. I like that. See. As well. In this movie, you got to consider it's directed by someone who's done stop-motion animation movies before Ooh. this, and I feel like the techniques of animation in this movie, which is all pretty much live-action, it is a live-action movie with CG and stop-motion inserted into it, I feel like it's very great uh, that the director, Henry Selleck, can manage to transfer his uh, understanding and skills of animation into a live action movie because that doesn't always work but that kind of transition that we just saw would be something you'd see and it would be seamless we wouldn't even question it in an animated movie but when we see it in a live action movie it seems really flashy and really kind of woo you know like you don't you don't get that as much so I really commend that Henry Selleck can you know work in more than just one area of expertise like he can do live action movies like this you know this movie could have been easily done as an animated movie but I appreciate that, you know, it is uh, a physical, like a, a live-action piece of work. Hmm. So, now that we're partway through the movie, when you guys watch this movie, not having seen it before, not having known much about it, what was your general feeling when having had watched it? Like, what was it? I was still getting over the monkey kiss at one point. <laughs> not the but, cat tits? Uh, no, well... Th- for, for anyone who's seen Devil's Carnival, it's very much like that in downtown. Everything is surreal and creeping horror, but eventually you get used to it. With me, it was... I was really starting to see the uh, comparisons with um, Nothing But Trouble at this point. Yeah. Where, yeah, now that Monkey Bone is in a actual live-action body, you can get more of that kind of uh, out-of-this-world JP kind of character. Yeah, that's true. I love the early two thousands. Look at this! Look at this style of clothing uh, and hair and, 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 and the and the meal. Oh dear, uh, a pig gut. Not again. Uh, rat gut. Remember earlier it was like it was rat gut. No, it was a pig. You know that's why that's practically poor. Cause like oh that makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> so now Luke, 
If you were Brendan Fraser, oh dear, would you sell out to the man? Uh, it depends. How much am I getting from the man? More than what do I stand to lose? More, more than, than McDonald's. Out, yeah, that's all I was going right, to say. Right. Well, yeah, I think I would just to spite McDonald's. Well, no, but like you're not like Brendan Fraser, the real Brendan Fraser in this movie, uh, where he's like, no, I don't want to sell out my artistic vision. You, you we would. That's your, okay. Your sidekick has taken over your body. Oh well. Mm. Who no. is my sidekick? Is it Ryan? No, I'm, you're my sidekick. What's something you, you create, so. Luke? You're an actor. What's something you? What's a character you've created? Ah, uh, this uh, dinosaur I had when I was a kid. No, his one would be like his mother. <laughs> my mother is my sidekick. And he dresses up as her and kills people in the hotel that they own. So just and dumps their bodies in the swamp. So basically, I'm spraying but tracky pants. He wouldn't even kill a fly. Jacket. Uh, Brian, are you talking about Psycho? Psycho. Psycho. Yes, I'm talking about Psycho. I thought you said Psycho. No, Psycho. Oh yeah, that that one with uh, Norman Bowles. The Alfred Hitchcock film. Hitchcock. Yeah. No, it's cock. If you say so. Yeah, the hotel is the Battis Hotel. <laughs> yes. Yes. So this is the elaborate toy that these guys have made, which is a fart toy. Yeah. yeah. Which you gotta wonder, like, how would long... Would they work? How long would the, like, it be full? Like, you'd be like, hey, guys, come over. I played this and thing how, like how, What do you times. fill it up with? Yeah, like, do you refill it? or? I love this. Yeah. Get your asses on the table! <laughs> now, I really would have liked to see them rub their asses together. Oh, uh, that probably would have increased it. What's the rating for this film? Uh, I don't know. A lot. Mm. High 10. <laughs> I would think 10 out of 10. Spoiler alert. One of the reviews actually gives... No, wait. One of the reviews I read did give an interesting rating, but I don't know if I included it, but one of them was just like, I give this 10 fezzes out of 10. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> oh, because Monkey Bones wears a fez. <laughs> that's oh, enough. Yeah. That's enough. Like, that's what? enough of a rating. Oh, right. Like, like, it's like if I was just like, yeah, 20 horns out of 20 horns because the guy has horns. <laughs> like, it's got like a major thing brought up. I'm sure it's not as good as a cool out of yes. So this is another Breaking Bad moment. It's like, what happens if Brendan Fraser was in Breaking Bad? It's like, respect the chemistry. <laughs> He's just like injecting Monkey the bone. turkey. We have to cook. Monkey bone, we have to cook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mr. Miley. Science. <laughs> Should I quote And Bob Odenkirk right. <laughs> fucking soul and Gus is still Gus he's, he's yeah. still watching in the mail room should I quote time. Breaking Bad 2 just to be yeah. with you eat the drugs boy that's not it <laughs> yeah it is no Jesse said that in episode 2 remember when he um God. uh surprise motherfucker you got me I don't remember from, that part. it's from Dexter oh that'd be a while <laughs> well haven't seen I remember when Dexter said no. surprise motherfucker. I haven't seen Dexter either. Have you seen any kids entertainment? I mean Breaking Bad <laughs> <laughs> Breaking Bad's kids entertainment, but like have you seen any kids entertainment? Like Yes, I have seen kids entertainment. Wait a moment. Have you been a he kid, paralyzed the dog and here oh, we have a nightmare no. where cats are <laughs> cutting off things. This is which they probably but, would if they had the... Ability. So the dog's nightmare is cats cutting off his dick and wanting to shoot him. This is a great dream. I like that cat because his oh. head was just moving. Yeah, I uh, like it. Uh, it was very... His balls. No. Balls. And they're all laughing like, oh, dog's dream? Well, hypnos oh. isn't laughing. That stinking monkey. 
He's we give ang- him a body and he sends us dogs. He's angry. <laughs> I like how he gets less and less makeup throughout this movie. <laughs> I think it wears off the more angry he gets. Look, he's bleeding. Why? Let's think about. Oh, that's pussy hair. Cats. That's hair. That's hair. I thought, oh, was like, <laughs> I thought that was blood. I did too, actually. When you mentioned so, so Gus Fring had sex with a cat. Well, who hasn't had sex with Rose McGowan? That's like the big question. <laughs> <laughs> the I, big question that we all ask ourselves late at night which was who's the hottest one in Charmed I used to think it was Alyssa Milano right. but then I realised Rose McGowan exists so Rose McGowan <laughs> I mean she has cat tits who was the third one uh, uh, Piper Piper that's right she was in uh, Dr. Giggles the cinematic classic season uh, orangutan yes. yeah Bartek's like, I'm not a monkey expert, Ryan. So was the monkey there? Yeah, it was in the background scratching its armpits when he's like, it's replaced with grape juice, which means, might I add, he had to taste that Wait, to find yeah. out if what, that... What colour was that monkey? Orange. Oh, that was monkey bones. Fuck. <laughs> so here's the poignant scene in which we now find out that she is a good person. She gives him milk and tunas Aww, and uh, a key. Okay. Why did she give him milk and tuna if he's going to escape? Because he might be hungry. Mm, yes. Because, you know, they're, they're really gluttonous in that cage. They they might not have offered him food. Why is... I like how all of the other ones, they're all dirty and, like, covered yeah, in popcorn, but right. Brendan Fraser's, like, completely fine. Pristine. Well, I, I assume it's... it's his good heart. I assume because some of them are really old figures that, are you know, they've been there for a while. Probably yeah. not... They don't get, like, baths or whatever. Yeah, I guess. I like how Stephen King was the last one to escape. Like, try to escape. Like uh, That was a reference, too. It's like, last person to get an exit pass <laughs> from death was, Stephen, was Steve King. And he's like, yep. He was fine with it? Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, what a weird... Like he's picking a hey, lady, nose. what are you... Uh, this is where is this gets, him. like, 50 times fucked up. <laughs> And he's twitching. He's twitching so much, Lou. Uh, dirty cops. Again, can you imagine the direction? Okay, Rose, <laughs> you're a cat woman in this. Danny. <laughs> I got to say he's Danny DeVito. Danny, you're a mouse man. She's going to rip out your jugular and you're going to twitch like a dead mouse, okay? And and, and uh, Rose, you just look at Brendan Fraser and meow. Tick, well, done. Per. Per. Perfect script. Perfect. <laughs> Something right out of the Allen cat. Did you say that purposely, like perfectly? Perfect. Have you heard of that Nine Lives with uh, Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Oh my God. Someone, a good friend of mine, showed that to me. I'm just reacting to what the movie's doing. That was. This is so weird because Meanwhile. you thought the gala is going to take place at night, yeah? Like mm. most galas do. Yeah. It's like during the middle of the day. Well, they were setting up there, but yeah, later on it's still... Maybe in the... Early, it's like in the middle the of the day. late afternoon or early evening. Also, uh, he made it to... Deathland. Death. Land of death. <laughs> we need to see if the town would try and stop him. No, well, I mean... Kind of they probably heard what happened to the guy. Well, you know, now it's eight months. <laughs> oh, on? I see. It was a time <laughs> I like that it's a pug or whatever. Yeah. It's just like that, that yeah. So, With but, a mask, to be fair. Ma- Bartek, did you do any trivia? Yes, I, I, goog- I googled Monkey Bones quiz and I found one. And it was, it was a weird one. Go on. 
Uh, Do tell us a weird one for a weird movie. It had ten questions, and <laughs> most of the comedy came, as usual, from the answers, so... <laughs> I, just... I already see something hey, that's happening here. Hey, you bastard. <laughs> Go on. Guys, question number one. Who played head surgeon the movie Monkey Bone? Was it... And I'll... I'll was it Chris Kattan? Was it... B, Braid, Brendan Fraser. Was it C, Bob Odenkirk? Or was it D, Bob Odenkirk? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Solomon. It's Bob Odenkirk. But is it, like, there's wrong. not even a different spelling. Either. Yeah, it's just the exact same. <laughs> it's so, could you be wrong if you chose the wrong one? Maybe, I guess. Yes. Uh, question two. Who played Hypnos the movie Monkey Bone? Was it Chris Kattan? Brendan Fraser? Gar- How do you pronounce his name? G- Giancarlo Esposito? Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo. Or was it Giancarlo Esposito? <laughs> <laughs> That's a chicken one. That's oh, now, believe it or not, those are the only two that have like oh, that kind of okay, thing. Okay, yeah. Right. It really cut you down to which option it could <sighs> be. So, question three. What role did Bob Odenkirk play in the movie Monkey Oh, Bone? well, which one could it oh, be, wow. Lou? Was Obviously, it, what, it's Saul Goodman, attorney what, at law. Was it Stu Miley? <laughs> was it Head Surgeon? Was it Hypnos? Or was it Ogan, Organ Donor Stu? <laughs> oh, there's an Odenkirk. Oh, here he is. Here he oh, is. yeah. Just yank it in there. Just grab it. That's what, that's how they work, right? He's not even got gloves on, does he? He has gloves that nearly came off. Can oh, you see that? It's so I... good. This is where the movie really turned to yeah. a comedy. Into a zombie. No, I'm no, sorry. into a... Here's the thing. Chris Kattan... Sorry to interrupt your trivia, but... No, no, but no, it's fine, it's fine. Chris Kattan naturally has a voice that is similar in accent to Brendan Fraser, so it was actually quite neat that they just used his voice. It sounds close enough to Brendan Fraser for you to think it's Brendan Fraser. Like, you never question, and that's not Brendan Fraser talking. Like, you know, like, obviously it isn't because it's another body, but it sounds similar enough to him for you to be okay with it. It's kind of neat. I, I, I like it. It's good casting. Yeah. So, Bartek. Okay, this is where it gets weird. Oh, guys. good. Good, Luke. It gets weird. It gets weird, oh, Luke. Not as time. weird as the guy taping up his <laughs> cut open stomach and he has a broken neck. And their and reaction they're... is just, just. Hey, like, get back on that table. Those are our orchids. I like how they're all wearing red. They look like Inquisition people. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. So, Bartek? So, the rest of these are fill in, like, the blanks questions. Oh, good. So, the first one is John Bruno hyphen blank. So, it's like asking you, who did John Bruno play? Look at him go. Uh, and they also, who they did also, John Bruno play? They also mentioned uh, credited as Man in the Dungeon. So, was he A? Troll in the Dungeon. No, hold on, hold on. You've got to listen to this. Okay. Was it A? Stephen King, B, The Stand, <laughs> C, The Dark Tower series. <laughs> These are all Stephen King books. Or D, <laughs> or D Salem's Lot. Oh my now, God. did he play an entire book? <laughs> it's true. He was, he was the did setting. He, the he, was, he was the characters. Did he play an entire book series? Yeah. Maybe. Mr. Snyder. That's that great. That? Now, this one, I don't even know the answer to. Good, Aldo. <laughs> On the night when he was talking in a blank, Stu gets hit by a giant pipe and falls into a coma. What? <laughs> On the night where he was talking in a blank, <laughs> Stu gets hit by a giant pipe and falls into a coma. <laughs> okay, right? Was it <laughs> was it A Payphone? B Verizon Wireless? Oh, C Telephone boy. Booth or D United Kingdom? 
It was none of those <laughs> that happened in the movie. He got into a coma because he fucking had a car crash. What is this? I know. He was not even talking on the phone. Exactly. Oh, my God. Is that all of them? No, there are four more. Go on. Tell me. All right. This one's a more, like, meta one about its reception. The there film received very poor reviews from critics, receiving a 19% approval rate on blank. Was it A... Rotten Tomatoes, mm. B, Toy Story, <laughs> <laughs> C, Los Angeles, <laughs> Los Angeles what, or D, News Corporation. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you know this movie got 19% of Los Angeles rating on Toy Story? Uh, the most hard-hitting news network there is, Toy Story. <laughs> Oh, fuck. oh no! Wait, what does that even mean? Like, does it mean against Toy Story? It means Andy in Toy Story. One day. In Toy Story, there's a bit where it's like, oh yeah, mon- Monkey Bone. Nineteen percent is the freeze of us. Think it's good. What else? Um, <laughs> oh god, yeah. I can't. If one of them, one of the answers, Will Smith, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> this film has a. Si- I found him. This one's kind of no- more normal. This okay. film has a similar plot to Blank, directed by Tim Burton, who has produced. Selick's 1993 film, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, God. Was it A, Batman Returns, B, uh, Mars Attacks, uh, C, Beetlejuice, or D, Batman 1989 film? Oh, what do you I don't think, know, Brian? like Beetlejuice, I guess? Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Uh, Question nine. Oh, no. Oh, wait, fun fact. He really does get naked in this. Oh, yeah, that's well, true. That's what I've been waiting for. Like, yeah, everyone wants to see Dave Foley's ass. <laughs> this is so ass. great like here's a question so it just causes mass hysteria and hallucinations right not like nightmares like they are nightmares but yeah. like I thought it was like you go to sleep and you're having yeah, intense still, nightmares like, or something but he's hallucinating yeah. so maybe he just got a really big dose I guess it still counts as a nightmare for the purposes of downtown I guess because they see them yeah or maybe he's just crazy maybe well he is for the rest of the movie yeah but maybe he was crazy all along no Clothes, they're evil. When toilets attack. I basically like this fat chick that just looks at his <laughs> dick and she's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, oh, oh my, my God. God, we've got a flasher. Isn't that herb? Yeah. And then here he is naked. The clothes have turned evil. So <laughs> what else, Martik? Uh, it's in the quizzes. The two, quizzes have been great. Two questions left. In downtown, Monkey Bone, voiced by Blank, is real. Wow, someone is impressed. <laughs> what does that mean? So the question is asking who he's most by, but it's a fact that says that Monkey Bone is real. Uh, oh, which means the answer is therefore Monkey Bone. I don't, know, that. I don't bone. know what that means, and I don't want to know. It means the answer is Monkey Bone. <laughs> well, the, and the answers are like... John Turturro. Yeah, the answer is John Turturro, but the other ones are Stanley Tucci, Spike Lee, and Martin Scorsese. Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Scorsese. I can believe it. He can you would... imagine Martin Scorsese in this movie? Oh, yeah, go on. The last one is Shawnee Free Jones hyphen blank. So who does she play in the movie? The answer is Lizzie Borden. She was one of the prisoners. Oh, oh yes. Uh, the other answers are Elizabeth Montgomery, Bo- oh. Boston, <laughs> all of Boston, or New England. <laughs> They're now just locations. This, remi- this particular scene reminds this me like, of Spider-Man 3 when Peter Parker is dancing. Yeah, I didn't realise it reminds me of the Ma- Son of the Mask. Where in it, he has a musical sequence where he's the mask. That's right, yeah. Uh, 
That's why I brought up, like, if Monkey Bone has kids, are they Monkey Bone kids, technically? Because spiritually, I don't know. Half and half, maybe. Like, can... In this movie also shows that figments can have dreams. Yeah. That... that... Does that mean did, your did dreams they, can have dreams? Did the, mean, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Did the figments have dreams in downtown, or did they have it in the did. human bodies? I don't think. I just in the humans, I imagine. But She's still, a like, I guess the idea is that he's not a figment anymore, so he's an actual person. Because no one in like downtown or Thanatosland have dreams, do they? I don't know. Oh, look at the guy a pussy. Uh, classy, <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> he probably found this the hardest part of the film. I've, yep, erection. Uh, we already saw an erection in this movie in the form of monkey bone in a backpack. Oh, by the way, that uh, quiz that I just that read out, when you when you select your answers and click submit at the bottom, it just refreshes the page so you don't find out the answers. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are none. Yeah. Because <laughs> there are none. Yeah. The person wasn't their brain when they wrote this quiz. And like, obviously, they were I, watching Toy Story when they were in the quiz. So like, I'll include it. I'll include it as an answer. Yeah, like the most normal question on there that I didn't even read out then was like, "What year was it made?" Because it's like, oh well, they're all. What year was it made? Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand and one. Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all years within like. Boston, you know what I love about Bob Odenkirk? <laughs> he's barely aged. Yeah, he looks he... the exact same. So oh, the dog miraculously ran all the way downtown. Yeah. He got well, to catch a bus and he barely made it. Yeah, look at these fucking. Well, idiots. dogs, they're very. Damn you, dead man. <laughs> Damn you! I wrote that in my notes. Damn you, dead man. And they're just—he's my fa- my favorite line is from Bob Odenkirk, where like. You need a you need an invite to get in. I don't need no invite. I we've got diplomas. Yeah, <laughs> what, that, what does that even mean? Yeah. And they didn't even stop him. I love this. Like invite, invite only. We don't need invitations. We've got diplomas. Like what? <laughs> we doctors let us in, and they don't. That's the best part. Yeah. But they're they're ready for the climax scene. Yeah, they've been waiting. I love at the end of the climax. It just happens to be that a guy's shaving. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? And so Brendan Fraser can get rid of this. Hideous facial hair to prove that he's pretty. Oh, yeah, Fraser. that's right. Yeah, he's got like the electric. He razor. isn't Stu, he's monkey bone. All right, let's go. That's it. Maybe that guy is like the town shaver. Like, whenever you need a shave, you just go up to him. You called me Doc. But <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Al. That happened when they were escaping the prison as well. So, so Luke, did you have a favorite moment in this movie? Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk was leaning out the side of the car window, screaming furiously. <laughs> what about you, Bartek? Favourite moment? Oh, this one. It, it's hard to pick, but... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, he throws his organs at children. It, it would... <laughs> I think it would much. have to be something to do with the surgeons, at least. Yeah, yeah they're involved. clearly the best part. I just love when that kid's about to eat a burger of his, like, fucking liver or something, and he's like... <laughs> No, we can still save it. Probably it's already been scorched. It's because this movie is trying to make a distinction between the real world and that whole downtown Thanatos land thing. And then all of a sudden in the real world, you have these really bizarre characters that are just like (laughs) one track mind. We we legally own those organs. And even though a lot of crazier shit's going on, we're going to stick to the fact that we own those organs (laughs) as the most important thing. They're the only characters in this movie that have uh, a goal. 
that we yeah. that they're sticking adherently to. Like right. Monkey Bone has pri- a goal that priorities, he, I suppose. They're yeah. really committed to the to the goal. They need to be committed, yeah. Like all these characters <laughs> have a lot of priorities and they're trying to balance them, they just got the one. It's the fucking ring. I love Brendan Fraser when he's like, What? You didn't an old ring, did you? This <laughs> is like, alright, Monkey Bone. So Chris Catan has been in other great movies as well, such as Undercover Brother, where he plays the assistant to the man, and uh, he's also the TV show The Middle. Uh, he's nice. a great comedic actor. He's very like, you know, he's got a rubbery body face. He like, you know, like in this movie, you know, you really believe that he's got a broken neck. You know what I mean? Like, I just love it. You know, and I love the fact that in his uh, photo of him as a gymnast, he just has this expression which yeah. looks like a mild <laughs> annoyance. <laughs> so. Here's Brendan Fraser's giant head that he's going to hit with a bat, full of toys that are full of poison. And they get warned before it's even broken that it's full of poison, and nothing happens. Like, you watch it. She walks up to this old man. I don't know why she chose him. She just goes, stop it. It's full of poison. He does nothing. (laughs) On a level, he's my favorite character because it's realistic. If someone came up to me and said, it's full of poison, look at him. We have some stuff that he's all in the temple. He just turns around and says, like, I don't know. Like, oh. He doesn't even get up. <laughs> he doesn't care. He does a lot of talking, though. He says stuff. He's probably related to that back. guy from The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, Fredericks? Yes. I think... Look at him. Look at him. He's not getting up to do anything. He's just <laughs> sitting there on his arm. It's because he hasn't seen the scene that explains the backpack. Yeah, no one has. Whoa. No one has. I, I was trying to figure figment. Oh. Ryan, stop being bored, alright? Like, we're almost done with the movie. I'm not bored. This movie's just making me sleepy because it's all about sleep. Because it's about hypnosis. Yeah. <laughs> you just really act like a monkey in this. Oh, wow. I've it's always thought Brendan Fraser reminds me of a monkey. And this movie really reminds me... You know how certain people, you look at them and they remind you that you've evolved from apes? Yeah. Brendan Fraser's one of those. Definitely. He's got that... Ex- Him and Ben Stiller. I mean, you know, <laughs> Take that. <laughs> who was originally going to be the voice of Monkey Bone, but I'm couldn't do it because of mystery. I think was it in our Starsky and Hutch episode that like we realized that? I've always realized that he oh, looks like a monkey. It. Right, but it still always looks like a monkey to me. He's got the monkey gene. Yeah, if you know, I don't know, Luke. How is your phone? You're texting people while we do the episode. What's happened? Worry, out I can there? multitask. Can well, I read your messages no, out loud on the air? No, but uh, if you're nice, I'll let you read out my um weather report. No, let me read out your messages on no. air. Hey, pay attention, Ryan. Jeez. Being like a secondary school teacher, like it's so important. Let me share with <laughs> yeah. the class. Yeah, so important. <laughs> let me share with the world. <laughs> and oh, here's Luke's te- text. Hey, mum, how's house things? Uh, is it true that you're an android? Ryan said earlier in the episode that I'll you were. I'll be sure to ask you that because it's pertinent. <laughs> Does that mean I'm technically an android? Help. That explains all the... Wonders. No. Luke's real you... message is probably to his girl. Oh. Is it that you're watching Monkey Bone and you've yeah. got a monkey bone right now for That's her? That's right. What if you take uh. his phone and read the message but it's in Italian? Oh, fuck. I can read Italian apparently. I can't. Just, I just can't read Polish. So, it's like, hey, something, smiley face. Luke, come on, be a sport. I don't want to be a sport. I was never any good at sport. Okay, liar. I've seen liar. Luke play, I've seen Luke play Leapfrog. And uh, that's uh, not a sport, yes. it's game, but, <laughs> you know, imagine. So, Bartek, how strong do you think the grip 
of Brendan Fraser and Chris Kattan is? And do you think it's strong enough to stay on rope for this long? Well, I think with Brendan Fraser is that he's tied it uh, the rope around his waist because at one and point he's not holding... The but here's something. Chris Kattan can do it because he's a gymnast. And for some reason, I guess in this world... Chris he... Kattan's character or actually <laughs> Chris Kattan? Chris Kattan's character. Oh, I mean. dear. Right. In this world... When Brendan Fraser enters his body, he gets the gymnast powers, I guess. I, yeah. He's already established that. And I guess Monkey Bone, since he's a monkey, he has monkey grip as well. I so don't it know. It becomes like an amalgamation between two people's talents. Oh dear. Yeah. So if, you know, it's like, if what happens if a serial <laughs> killer was put into the mind yeah. of a surgeon? Would they have the serial killing powers of surgeons now? Like, wait, wait, wait. Put in the mi- body of body a surgeon. Body of a mean. surgeon? Yeah. Does that mean that they have medical expertise? That means they can fuck people up more with their serial killing? I mean... Yeah, I, I guess it would be like in, um, in Terminator 2, how he insists, the T-1000 insisted on being a police officer, so not a did he like not really stand out to people that they could like but trust him a bit? Yeah. But he was also yeah Terminator. Oh, I thought you were talking going to talk about Terminator Two. How the T one thousand, even though Terminators are killing machines, he gains a personality by the end of the movie, which is cockiness. Do you yeah. remember that? Like at the well, end, Terminator Two, right? The T one thousand practically is a person. By the end of it, while Arnold's still Arnold, like he's, he's learned still a bit. The, he's still the T eight hundred. But the T one thousands gained a personality outside of being a killing machine. Like, like when she nearly explodes him off the ledge, he just like reforms and just goes tut tut tut, which is he gives a weird and he gives a smile, which is so weird for Terminator to do. Like we saw Arnold do it and it was unnatural, but it's like by the end of Terminator Two, T One Thousand's killed enough people and done enough stuff that he's gained his own personality. It's kind of interesting. It's the extra two hundred T's, man. Yep. It's the metastasis phase, I believe. Does that mean there was a T, like nine hundred, nine one hundred, yeah, and uh, eight oh one and an eight oh two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So um, and we're back. We're back in this nightmare universe. Did this give you any nightmares when you were watching it? It did for I me. Think I was I was screaming internally, going, the, "Oh my fuck!" The first live action Scooby Doo film gave me nightmares because I was a bit younger when I watched it. So I think this would have also done that. That's something. Is eight. this appropriate for kids? Ooh, so depends. So is uh, not that thing probably isn't or that thing <laughs> or any of it. Or the downtown park. theme park and Spooky Island. Closing should have a fight time. Off. Yeah, did you, you you know downtown's a part of Spooky Island, the oh. lamest island. Oh, uh, I like island. how. Do you think this is a kids' movie or an adult movie? We've already established that we can't think of it as adult, but do you think kids should be allowed to see this? Yeah. Why? Because why would you do this to your so kids, Luke? Because, it's because don't be a parent, Luke. Lessons. Because isn't it so lol funny random that a giant titan yeah, appears and, and destroys the downtown? No, it's death. So death can do whatever death wants. Death's like the king of this universe. Death, death probably has a big mecha that he could like. You know, she as exemplified death here. Death's a she. Yeah. I, I, well, you said he That'd earlier as well. As yeah. Well, yeah. I'm pointing it out when you do it, so it's different. Oh, I see. You're not as nice as me. Yeah. <laughs> death has a huge mecha that she controls because Northern. that's a normal thing to do. He. It's better than a scythe. Here's something very interesting. She puts Monkey Bone in Brendan Fraser, right? Yeah. 
And you think, oh, okay, so when Brendan Fraser comes out, he's going to be a bit more kind of uh, less... A full person, I guess. Not just a full person, but he's going to have attributes of monkey bone. So he's going to be a wisecracker, or he's going to be more kind of uh, outrageous. Yeah, we never see that. Maybe he's a beast (laughs) in bed. Maybe he gives birth to monkey bone kids. Like the fly. Yeah. Kids with genes that might make them behave similarly. And she even says here, you know, you're a bit vanilla, so I'm going to mix your personalities. Mm, It's funny because she is Whoopi Goldberg saying it. So (laughs) she's like, yeah, I like your comic. It slays me. Oh, those South Park guys instead. Uh, Like, what a a reference. Do you think that the time they knew South Park was still going to be around for this reference to be great? (laughs) Oh. Yeah, after watching this movie, I like looked up what what did they do about Wolfie Goldberg and South Park and all they did was just have her say I hate Republicans Republicans are stupid over and over was again. she in it? well not, just, not no Trey voiced her but like her she yeah. appeared in South Park like they uh, made a character because sometimes people actually do appear as themselves Thanks, in South Park not often though yeah this and was like, a case the, of just Trey Parker this is the guy her. that um, gave him the shave when he was in the hospital yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, that would be amazing. Why are you waiting? I made that joke already. Oh, well, Luke's oh. making it now. He, he's, I said he's the town shaver. People go to him for a shave. Sorry, Bartek. If I knew it was he's yours, the I town shaver. He old town barber. And he's like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and this guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a human baby. Oh. You know how some people remind you of that you used to be a baby? He yeah. does that too. He has not forgotten his roots. Uh, she's just crying. And he's crying yeah. too. And then, oh, oh, the dog got commanded to come over to... Uh, Brad and Fraser all in black. Where did he get these leather pants? She not noticed the he theater. was standing there. Where did he get the leather pants? Why did he change outfits? These are the questions. From the props looks department. cooler now. Maybe that's, you know... From the props department. You got uh, me there. Good old props And you think, oh, but wait a moment. They're meeting up. Is this the end of the movie? No, no. There's got to be another 20 minutes where they solve the terroristic attack yeah. in 2001 yeah, the, the dolls are still in America. Of these dolls that are full of toxins. In fact, wouldn't Brendan Fraser be arrested for it? Right. Because he was a part of it. Uh-huh. Nope. It just ends with uh, the warning that we should never wear clothes. For the love of God. And I feel genuine. I feel genuine terror from him as well. I yeah. I don't want to wear clothes. He, he's sincere, but he gets to be in the show. And he flies away. And now we find out through cartoons that everyone's gone insane and they're ripping off their skin. And they're all monkey bone underneath. Is that probably cool, actually? Hmm? Yeah. How many people in this universe are people? And how many are creations or nightmare creatures that have taken over their bodies? It's a wild world. Well, for ones that Hypnose is specifically responsible for, it'll be the ones who have the best nightmares. I Because, I guess, they're figments... Some people aren't as creative, so I guess they wouldn't have the best figments. I guess, but, you know... Like, I mean, earlier Luke made a joke that, like, his figment would be a dinosaur character yeah. he made up while he was play-acting as a kid. Yeah. I guess that would be kind of like Ted, but... Edgar Allan Poe the fourth. Thank you. Also, one of them was Rasputin. Rah, rah. Oh, Okay. Did Korean father. Rash. Doug Jones was the Yeti. Well, that's neat. Frit and Frat Fuller. Yeah, well, you know, you you can't get past Frit and Frat. No, you can't. So, the movie has finally ended, guys. The cinematic Mm. classique. What were, uh, well, we'll go into our reviews and uh, rating out of uh, our choice. What about, what about uh, you go first, Luke? 
Well, I think this film had a lot of heart. I think they put a lot of effort into it, and it deserved a far better score than it did get. Plus, Brendan Fraser kind of did charm me in this hey, a little is he bit. Poli- is she Polish? Dawn Swiderski? Well, I'm sure that Swiderski also had a good time on this film. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, I would give this a... Wah! Adam, yeah. <laughs> like how each time you rate, they become more just body noises. To be fair, those are more uh, chimp-istic, monkey-istic. Yeah, yeah but they're just you, noises Bartek. from his body. Mm. Yeah. Next time I'll write it down. And you uh, Bartek, let's hear from you. Uh... This movie was certainly one of those treats to get. Like like with uh, Nothing But Trouble where I walked into it just not knowing what was going to happen. And this one I walked in knowing even less than that one because that one I at least knew what genre it was walking in. And I, I, was, I got that whole sense of, okay, uh, uh, this is going somewhere. I know it's going to turn into a horror soon if we could call Nothing But Trouble a horror. This one was one you that... You may. You may. <laughs> I give you permission. Honestly, you could almost call this one almost a horror, sort of, but it, yeah. the comedy kind of outshines any sort of creepy elements that it it's has. It, it is true that this movie... I guess it might be another one where critics could look at it and think, why doesn't this work? But it is one where we watch it and we think this does work. There are a lot of hilarious moments in it. The, the, the Bob Odenkirk as the head surgeon... <laughs> And honestly, I think the whole, like, team of surgeons just kind of blend together as, like, one great thing. Not not just saying that the star power of Bob Odenkirk, who I honestly don't know too well. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's great. And the movie, it it does have a lot of deep psychological analysis that you could give it. Like, we mentioned... So, that guy's name is Todd Lookinland. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what that look. look. It was look, look inland, but it was not one word. So he's trying to tell you that he's trying to tell you what to do. Al- look inland. There's money to be made in land There's development. A load of money. He's telling you to get away from the beaches. Joe Guts. Guts. <laughs> Name is Guts. Go, take your sake. What was I saying? You were saying something. Psychological analysis that you can give for this movie, like the whole idea of figments and. As we mentioned, the satire of this movie is that creations are revolting against you. And also, monkeys are pretty funny, dude. It's true. It is true. If I have to give this movie a rating, I would would have to give it a Mr. Funny Bones out of Harambe. Very good. Oh, okay. You're going that way about it. All socio-political. Well, here's my review of it. I was was just listing, like, apes and stuff. uh, Apes. Monkeys. King Kong! Uh, here's my review. Now, this episode I've been a bit more laid back about it because this movie really is one that needs time to kind of ferment in the brain. I only watched it late last night and it's still, still fermenting in my brain. Still seeding its thoughts into me, thinking about, wait, wait, if this is the case, then does this happen and this and this and this? And the movie doesn't necessarily give you the answers, but it gives you enough... (laughs) It gives you enough to give you the possibility that, oh, you know, these are not silly questions. You know how in movies you could ask these kind of existential questions into anything, but this movie does give you that. It, It encourages thought, and I think that is... 
the strength of this movie you know, in comparison to a lot of the movies that we've done, a lot of the other movies we've done on this show uh, make you feel. This one makes you think. This is a think piece, and it's great to see Brendan Fraser stretch his acting abilities. He's an actor that I've always liked. I like The Mummy. I like George Jungle. I love Blast from the Past. I think he's got a charisma about him, and it carries off through this movie, and it's interesting to see him play an asshole as well, being Monkey Bone. I feel that this movie is um, a real uh, existentialist piece, and it does use the facade of children's entertainment to explore that world. The fact that this made this made this is made by the guy who did Nightmare Before Christmas, who directed it, and Coraline and. James Giant Peach, it really shows through, and I like this guy's artistic style. Yeah, people mistake his works for Tim Burton, but there is a difference, and I feel the difference is this guy consistently has a similar tone and vibe, which you could go, oh, well, that's a bit, you know, that's a bit, you know, well-trodden ground, the whole kind of gothic kind of dreamlike vibe that Tim Burton also does, but I feel like this guy's really nailed down his style and he really goes full force. And I feel like out of all the movies, this is the one where he went for the weirdest things that he could do with his artistic style. And I really commend the film on embracing the weird. If I had to give it a rating, if I had to give it a rating, it would be, uh, you know, it would be uh, two... Dave Foley, two Dave Foley butt cheeks out of Dave Foley's butt cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you feel good about that? So, there are some reviews on IMDb. Now, this movie is very uh, uh, um, dividing of audiences. People who grew up with this movie or people who just know of it, they love it. Because this movie does have artistic merit. And there's people who just hate this movie because of its artistic merit. So it's quite hard to find reviews this time around that really match what we like to try and find on this. So, you know, um, but because a lot of them were either, this movie's great because of this, and they describe all the reasons why it's great, and they describe the legitimate reasons, and then there's the ones that describe the legitimate reasons for it being bad. So I try and find ones that kind of have an in-between. So we've got quite a few here. So... This first one came out in 2001, and it's a nine-star review. It's called A Beautiful Nightmare. Hmm. Monkey Bone is one of the most visually stimulating movies I've seen in quite a while. Its run in the theatres was too brief, which doesn't do a movie like this justice. The imagery was surreal and disturbing in a nice sort of way. It was interesting to see the strange... And I love this... They write designs, D-E-N-I-Z-E-N-S. Designs of downtown. The designers of downtown. The mythological characters, the dead celebrities, and so many others. The animated monkey bone keeps the action and the comedy at a fever pitch. It all may have been too much for the average moviegoer, but I say this weird kaleidoscope is worth a look. You won't believe your eyes. Hey, I just thought of something. Yes. You know how earlier we were talking about how when the person dies in the real world, their body mm-hmm. like in, in the downtown dies? So if the figments died in the bodies of, like, Edgar Allan Poe, Attila the Hun, and all that, does that mean that the downtown ones that were left behind are now immortal? They'll forever be there yeah. in prison? Yeah. Oh, well, they were released, but 
forever been downtown. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It's neat, right? Yeah, they don't have to die. <laughs> Woo! So this next one is from 2001 also. Bizarre, if slightly flawed fun. <clears throat> I don't know how, but somehow Henry Selleck got his hands on millions of dollars to make a movie that's going to appeal to not only a small handful of odd moviegoers... <laughs> Monkey Bone is a visually delightful, darkly humorous, and totally refreshing fantasy flick full of great special effects, likeable characters, and a style that mixes everything from Brazil and Cool World to Hellraiser and Eraserhead. It reminded me of Dark City, Freaked, Forbidden Zone, and the work of Sid and Marty Croft, but at the same time completely fresh and original. Monkey Bone does suffer from some flaws, but they seem like the manipulations of some behind-the-scenes tinkering to make the movie more normal. The most visual, uh, the most visible scars occur when our hero Stu Miley, Brendan Fraser, who might I add is quickly becoming a great comedic actor. <laughs> when was this written? 2001. Oh. First arrives in Monkey Bone's Nightmare Land. These early scenes in the fantasy world seemed rushed and poorly plotted. I hope there's a special edition DVD or something to see more stuff. But the stuff that was left in is great. I couldn't believe what I was seeing sometimes. Stu's black and white surgery nightmare was one of the creepiest things I've ever seen on the big screen. And Bob Odenkirk appears as an organ-hungry doctor in scenes that seem to have been taken right out of his HBO series, (laughs) Mr. Show. Chris Catan is outstanding, providing some hilarious reanimator-style hijinks as organ donor Stu. Dave Foley is also funny as Stu's manager, and Whoopi Goldberg is really good as Death, whose head explodes when she gets mad. But the real stars here are the fantasy characters who inhabit the Nightmare Town. Like, like in The Nightmare Before Christmas, the background characters are just as cool-looking and diverse as the leads. It's a shame that more time isn't spent dwelling in this world or Death's land, and that most of the movie takes place in the real world. Anyway, see this movie while you can. It will probably be out of the theatres by the time I finish writing this. Oh, too late. (laughs) (laughs) No. I did not get... None of us got to see this in theatres. So the next one is is a nine-star, guys. Another nine-star review from 2001. Now, it's very important, 2001... Because when it came out, so these reviews are fresh. But also in here, I've included some negative ones as well. But this is another positive. Nine stars. A dark but very funny film from the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. Starting and ending with cartoons about the titular character Monkey Bone, this is a hilarious and visually stunning film. It is not a film for children. So don't let the television adverts fool you into thinking that this is a delightful animated romp in the park for kids. In the park for kids. The first cartoon sequence explains in graphic detail how the character of Monkey Bone got his name and it is not something that can be repeated in this forum. Unfortunately, when I went to the matinee, the audience was primarily children. When Stu Miley, S. Miley, Smiley, get it, oh is God. tricked into staying in the Down Under, <laughs> I come from down under. <laughs> the place where people in a coma go to to provide nightmares for the denizens of Down Under. Is that word again? 
<laughs> no, it's different this time. No, this time it's actually denizens, like citizens or inhabitants. Mm. The film becomes much too frightening for children, but more visually elaborate and stimulating for the adults. The soundtrack starts out strong and only gets better. Brendan Fraser's wonderful as Stu, the comic book author who has a very dark side to him. Bridget Fonda is underutilized as Dr. Jewel uh, as, the, as the Dr. Julie character, the sweet and good-natured girlfriend of Stu. Um, Megan, Megan Mallory is, as Kimmy, Stu's sister who wants to pull the plug on Stu, though it is never real clear why she wants to, essentially reply, reprises her role as Karen from the television show Will and Grace, but she is always a delight to watch. Rose McGowan is a visual treat as Kitty, the lone citizen of Down Under, that is willing to assist Stu in returning to the real world. Whoopi Goldberg is fabulous as death, just the right amount of sly wickedness that you would expect of an embodied death. But Chris Kattan does a real star turn as the organ donor. His physical comedy and outrageous antics as a recently deceased gymnast are truly riotous, and quite different from the characters he has played in past films or currently plays on Saturday Night Live. It is worth seeing this film just for his performance alone. The plot is actually fairly complicated and the graphics and visual style are brilliant and mind-blowing, but yet again, this is not a film for children. However, most adults that can see the possibility of the humour that might actually lie in death will certainly get a kick out of it. This person was just all for the movie. Oh, yeah, but the next one wasn't. Oh. One star, Monkey Boner. <laughs> Strap monkey Boner? Yeah, Monkey Boner. Oh, actually, it was Boner. 2006, okay. Ah, oh, that's why. Now, I'm not saying that this guy has a grudge, but I think this guy has a grudge. <laughs> Tell see. me, Ryan. <laughs> After James and the Giant Peach and The Nightmare Before Christmas, Henry Selleck left Tim Burton's style of animation and tried to pursue his own kid-friendly career in filmmaking. Boy, was that a mistake. <laughs> Monkey Bone is the worst piece of garbage ever put on film. The comic sucked. Don't read it for for God's sakes, don't ever read it. And the making and and the making a film with Brendan Frazier? <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ. You know there's going to be trouble. Well, the film surely is rude and crude and I don't see how it's kid-friendly, the film really sucks. It doesn't deserve better, and a desperate company like 20th Century Fox picked this up, and the film bombed. Capital F, capital Wait. A. And the, <laughs> and the film bombed. Take that, Henry Selleck! <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. This guy does have a crush. Yeah. Take that, Henry Selleck, for working as an animator for Disney and trying to direct Caroline, you stupid bastard. <laughs> I think Caroline hasn't even come out by this point yet. Yeah, for being an animator for Disney and trying to direct Caroline, you stupid bastard. Anyway, anyway, the plot is thin, and John, what is his name, Redneck, does an awful job as the voice of a monkey, or sorry animated monkey that's right folks <laughs> Bridget Fonda Bridget, Bridget Fonda can really do better than this well Henry Selleck 
This is what you get for taking your abilities to making <laughs> to make a big budget film adapting a low life's comic. What the fuck did Henry Selleck do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Take that, you stupid <laughs> bastard! <laughs> I don't know why, but the the sorry animated monkeys were really got. Yeah. <laughs> this next really one is so simple. Now, Luke, don't give it away for Patrick because okay. I know you can see it. Yeah. Okay, this movie is dumb. Three stars. Okay. There are one or two cute moments, but there are not enough to make this movie worth my time. It was dumb, 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 this is the uh, next one. I know it's a terrible world we live in, but this next one is from two thousand and nine. This movie is way better than the review than, than the review it gets. <clears throat> okay, I couldn't just sit back and let these bad reviews tarnish this movie and perhaps keep someone from watching it. I can't happen. even begin to describe Monkey Bone and how it makes me feel and where it takes me when I watch it. I own it on DVD and have bought several copies for others. I've watched this movie countless times and literally see something new each time. You are supposed to feel anxious and uneasy. That is the kind of the whole point of the movie. Stu is lost in a nightmare and trapped with all of the things we imagine in a dream world. It really isn't that disturbing and both my son and my niece hold this movie close to their hearts. You could see instead, you could, you, you see instead, uh, yeah, you see, instead of Barney or the like, they wanted Monkey Bone over and over. And anyone who thinks kids shouldn't watch it needs to lighten up. <laughs> so, <laughs> someone actually thought the opening sequence about a kid getting an erection over his teacher's fat arms was too inappropriate to mention. My god, am I glad they weren't my parent, is all I could say. I love this. They brought up the review I've already read. I just noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> like, to mention, is all I can say. I love these kinds of movies when I was a kid, and that is probably why I love it so much. I think all the actors are hilarious and do a great job pulling off their roles. Chris Catan gets me every time. And then the last one. I know it's ending on a negative note, but 2002. Terrible. Oh. No stars. One of the worst films I've ever seen. Brendan Fraser must have really needed the money. Apparently, I need to use... <laughs> Sorry. Apparently, I need to use up four lines before this comment. Oh, <laughs> no. Another one like this. I remember these ones. I, love this I need show. to use up four lines before this comment gets accepted. So here's... <laughs> oh, God. So here are some dots. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're much, they're much more, they're much more entertaining than watching this tripe. And then a line of dots. Have a nice day, y'all. Have a nice day, y'all. Have oh, a nice day, y'all. They didn't even put an exclamation mark. Yeah. Apparently, I need to use four lines before this comment gets accepted. Oh. So here are some dots. They're much more entertaining than watching this tripe. Oh, dot 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 dot. It's so good. So many episodes ago, we had that oh, one where shit. like. He needed to use up more lines, but so he just kept like <laughs> milking like things to say. <laughs> so that there, guys, was the cinematic classic Monkey Bone. Brendan Fraser at it again. He is nothing but a cinematic masterpiece actor. He acts only in the A grades, and this film he was in Dicky Roberts. 
He was in Dickie Roberts. This guy is a talent and I am sorely, sorely missed. Monkey Bone 2? Come out soon. Mon what would Monkey Bone 2 even be about? Like, mon Monkey Bone... Like, well, we never saw the aftermath. So no, it'll be yeah. like Batman versus Superman. Where it would just be like, you know, they'll be like, yes. It was he. If you know, he could control dreams, you know. Like... The, the Reaper that he did clothes at the start comes back for revenge. Oh yeah, and Gus Fring is not in it. Go oh. <laughs> it turns good, out that but... the Reaper was actually Monkey Bones from the future. Oh. After he, after he escaped, then he has from... to battle the press, the future version. Yes, of after Monkey he Bones. escaped from Brendan Fraser's head. I like this idea. You guys have been great, fantastic, wonderful, amazing listening people. You can find us on iTunes and Podbean, uh, Spam Polish Presents. Feel free to leave us a comment or a review or rating or whatever. Um, we also have a Facebook page, Spin Polish Presents as well. Uh, we upload extra kind of content there and you can talk to us on that, uh, on that as well. If there's any movies that you want to suggest, feel free to leave one down because, hey, None of us here had seen Monkey Bone before, and, uh, you know, I only just remembered it, so lucky. But hey, there might be a movie you want to watch that we may never do because we don't know about it. So, you know, feel free to drop a message. Uh, and, uh, you know, always, I always say this, always remember to be kind to each other as well. With a little bit of monkey magic, everything will be alright. And you will find yourself going ape over all the fun you'll be having.